Dear listeners, have you ever wanted to go to college but not have to pay for it? We might have something for you. Welcome to segment two of The Soul of Wisdom. I'm Dan. She's Beth. Hi. Hi. So before we get started into all of that, reminder, please do visit us online at soulwisdom.com. That is S-O-U-L-E wisdom.com. There you will find links to past episodes, links to our teachable courses, and more importantly, especially this time of year, links to our businesses. We have many fine gift. Yeah. You should shop with us. We have art. We have various uh health and beauty kind of supplies we've got stuff that people love jewelry don't forget the jewelry Jewelry. well i kind of lump that in under art because well, it's artistic it's all it handmade is. we have handmade stuff that's actually personable yeah personal personable personage personalized personalized any of that something with a person in it we've got it yeah how's that okay all right so shall we Teach these people how they can have free college, maybe? Yeah, sure. All right, let's get into it. While we're getting into it, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, I think you said that part. Did I? Yeah. No, I said the visit us. Oh, okay. Whatever, it doesn't matter. If they heard it twice, then maybe they'll, like, do it twice. And then they'll, like, hit the thumbs up, and then they'll go and hit it again, and it'll, like, cancel it out. Yeah. So it'll be perfect. That's not what we want, though. All right. Hit it an odd number of times, please. Yes. All right. (laughs) Now that we've (laughs) beaten 45 seconds on that. Uh, This from Fox Business. Ohio State President announces debt-free degree initiative. The program has an estimated cost of $100 million a year. That seems like a lot of money. Let's see what's going on. It says Ohio State University will offer undergraduate students the chance to graduate debt-free after four years under an initiative announced Friday by the school's president, that includes a combination of scholarships, grants, and paid internships. While other colleges offer a variety of scholarship programs to cover the cost of tuition, Ohio State believes it's the first large university to offer a debt-free option. It says the program, which will be a pilot next year and will cover tuition, room, board, fees, books, that's a lot, uh, has an estimated cost of $100 million a year once it's fully implemented at the end of 10 years. What is with everybody just projecting everything out to ridiculous degrees so they don't like have to deal with it? That, so they don't have to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, I know, but that's very much a government thing. Yeah. We'll have it fully implemented in 10 years, but you'll forget about it in three. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll raise the cost like 12 times in the meantime and... And the university plans an $800 million fundraising campaign to help cover that amount. It says, for their part, participating students will commit to graduating within four years. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Well, Well, if they get behind in their program, they probably pull the tuition. Yeah. I think just like any other scholarship. Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of that will happen. And they have to take part in a financial literacy instruction. Students and their families must fill out financial aid forms. Everybody does that anyways. It says here that just under half of Ohio State students graduate with an average debt of $27,000. That seems light to me, honestly, based on today's rates. I'm surprised they don't have more on average. Probably. I believe Ohio State has a lot of in-state students, though, so that would skew the average. That's fair. There's some states that have a higher degree of -of out-of-state tuition, and I don't believe Ohio State is one of those. Gotcha. 
Well, this program is going to be known as the Scarlet and Gray Advantage program, and it will have 125 low and middle income students as part of its pilot. So get your applications in now, I guess. Uh, let's see, like many colleges, Ohio State already offers a tuition guarantee, meaning tuition paid by freshmen will be the same each year they're in college. Ongoing fundraising and university contributions will cover about $30 million a year. There's an endowment for $500 million that's meant to cover the rest annually. The program also includes federal and state grants that will be available to all undergraduates, including out-of-state and international students. Somebody tell me why we have federal and state grants for international students. Because we try to cherry-pick the best of the best from everywhere else. So they can take their skills and go home with them. The idea is to keep them here, but yeah. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Uh, let's see. It says the university and top donors will double up to $50 million in private donations in the fundraiser. Blah, 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 blah. The rest of the article does not matter. It has become tiresome. <laughs> um, I don't know. Thoughts? Well, I think their fundraising efforts are going to be uh, mildly harder than they project because, I don't know, first of all, I'm a little out of touch because when I went to school, there was no such thing as a tuition guarantee. My tuition changed like every year I was in school. Yeah, so did mine. Um, so that's like a whole new thing that didn't exist. But um, as an alumni or alumnus, getting a letter requesting money for such fundraising efforts, if I still owed tuition myself, I would be a little salty. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you are a, if you are an alumni, hold on to your wallets. Yeah. And it was interesting, too. I didn't read this part of the article, but they were saying there was a lot of mites and maybes in this thing. There was a section that I skipped over where they were talking about um, the uh, internships. And how they were going to make sure that they were in an internship that had a quote-unquote living wage. And that they might have the students still live on college while they're in their, still live on campus rather, while they're in their internship. To help defer some of their costs. But they might do that, they're not sure. And okay. Yeah, there's, that was just one of them. But there was like three or four different mites and maybes in there too. That only works if your internship is like right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> red and gray. There's a lot of gray in this one. Yeah. More gray than red. Well, there might be a lot of red, too, because I'm not sure they're going to have enough money to pull this off. This kind of struck me as I read it about one of these, like, like grandiose announcements that gets made. And then, but it's but it's soft on actual details. Yeah. You know, it, it sounded, it, we referenced it when I was reading it, it sounded very government to me. Yeah. Like, here's this bold action that we're going to go take. Okay. My curiosity, we'll figure out how later. My curiosity, though, would be how many... If they come out later and say, we've given full-ride scholarships to X number of students, my question is, how many more students are you giving full-ride scholarships to now than you did last year? Because they already do that for yeah. a lot of well-qualified, low-income minority or, you know, high-grade point average or athletes or whatever. Yeah. They have plenty of scholarship things already in place for people. So 
my question is how many more are they actually going to offer? Because well, obviously that was 125 wasn't... to start with. But are they actually offering 125 more, or are they just diverting funds from other... Do you know what I'm saying? Well, probably diverting, I would imagine, because again... Because it sounds great, the way it's being described, but that doesn't mean it's actually real. Well, yeah, sure, <laughs> it, sound, it sounds great, but they have to go execute it. That's the thing. Yeah. And again, it was... Uh, at least how the article was written. Maybe maybe there is a full written plan, but I would have thought that some of those details would have made it in without the words like might and maybe attached. But yeah, it sounded like this grandiose idea that was, was light on the how. Well, because they also said they're going to cover, you know, everything for low-income students. Well, just to let you know, low-income students already get things like Pell Grants from the government. So I guarantee you, they're not going to be like, no, no, government, you keep your money, we're going to cover this. Oh, they said the grants were going to be part of it. That was going to be part of how it got paid for. Yeah. So they're definitely going to try to to get these kids into as many scholarships and stuff like that as they can. But but that, again, this is this is a weird thing with the college world that I've thought forever is... But again, you, the government gets its hands in things and it always gets complicated and messy. It was complicated and messy back when I was going to college that you had all of these different programs from these thousand different sources that you're trying to get money from. Mm -hmm. And I know that you were heavy into that too, trying yep. to grab all the different grants and scholarships and everything else that you could get and all these different sources that you're trying to pull money from, which... I'm sure the people who are putting up the money think that they're doing something good, and perhaps they are, but it creates such an incredibly complicated system with money just coming from everywhere. And they all have different requirements. Yeah. Not just the application portion, but like you have different, like GPA you have to maintain and certain amount of credit hours you have to take and all of that. And I had scholarships that required me to have more credit hours than my program actually required me to have. And, you know, there was a lot of minutia. Yeah. And you have to meet those targets every single semester or you're booted. Yeah. No, it's, I don't know. It's way too complicated. But again, like we talked about a couple of hours ago in segment one, uh, I, I, I still think the majority of the population would be better served learning a trade yeah. than trying to deal with all of this complexity. Be and again, I, like I've said before, the one issue with, with a four-year degree is that if everybody's got them, then what's the point? It no longer sets you apart. No. And you've gotten your 27000 in debt average to go work at that Starbucks that we covered in segment one. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I don't, I don't see what the point of that is. But it seems like as I'm reading though and stuff and, and watching what's going on, it seems more and more like this, this idea of learning a trade might be gaining a little bit of traction. I hope it does because I think it serves more people. Yeah. Because let's, let's be honest. And back in my day, I saw it. There was a lot of people going to college that had no business being in college. Oh, yeah. They just, they didn't. They're just skating through, doing the easiest thing ever because somebody told them that that was the thing they should do, but then they left with a whole bunch of debt and not any smarter. 
probably a little bit dumber with all the brain cells they killed partying. Yeah, that's true. I think there's a lot of people, too, that continue to go to school. And I did it to an extent myself, but they continue to go to school just because that's what they think they should be doing. And though there are some people who go on to just continually be a, quote, professional student, but that doesn't really get you anywhere either. Yeah, it's just a professional debt creator. Yeah. That's all that is. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I like the idea of people learning. I really do. I've actually said the day you stop learning should be the day that you die. Yeah. You know, you should always be seeking more knowledge. But do you need to go to a four-year university anymore to do that? No. With books in a library and anything else when... You know, you can pick up that little pocket computer that you've got carrying around with you all the time and have access to the world's knowledge. Yeah. You don't need to do that anymore. You know, uh, I was watching um, a couple of days ago uh, an interview that Jordan Peterson was doing with somebody, and he actually brought that up because the guy who was interviewing him was a, um, a university professor formerly and Jordan doesn't teach at the university anymore. And they both said that they realize just how broken that system is, that these kids go there and they pay all of this money to quote unquote learn, but the vast amount of knowledge that we've accumulated is so readily available to you free of charge yeah. that they both felt they were better off to take all of their lecturing and all of their knowledge to places like YouTube insert a couple of ads and make their money that way and let their knowledge be free to people. Yeah. So, so I think the lesson learned is maybe the, the, the idea that we started off with of how you could have free college. Maybe you've had it all along. Maybe it's in your pocket. Yeah. And maybe you should just take your free time. And instead of playing games and watching, you know, cute TikToks about kittens and stuff like that, maybe take some time to just listen to people who have something to say. And I mean, there's definitely, we've talked about this before too, there's definitely things that you need to go to college for. You know, you need to go if you're going to be in the healthcare field and obviously the education field. And there's, there's a lot of things that still require that. You can't easily simulate being in a chemistry lab from home. I mean, obviously during the panoramic, we've tried to... Panoramic? Do, yeah, we've tried to do like such that. things, but... There's, uh, you know, for high school and everything else, but there's, there's something to be said for the hands-on knowledge that you need in certain situations. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that it doesn't make a big difference if you're sitting in a lecture hall with, you know, 300 of your closest friends or watching it on YouTube. Yeah. No, it really doesn't. I mean, you might miss out on some of the partying, but you'll have more brain cells at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think we leave it there for now. Yeah. Uh, next segment will be at 3 o'clock Eastern. Thanks for uh, listening to us, and we'll see you all then.